0: What's going on, everyone? It is June fifth, twenty eighteen, and you're listening to Uncommuted. Now, this is getting a little old school. Back to my first few episodes where I used my phone, my phone's microphone to record these, as opposed to the uh, the Rode um, the the nicer microphone that I plug into my phone. Um, so, excuse me if this sounds a little strange, uh, but I left my microphone at home. So, yeah, I'm just doing this. I'm doing this old school today. (laughs) Um, So if you if you noticed, I put up I talked about all that stuff yesterday about uh, social media and all that. How I was going to take a step back. And then I posted something on Instagram. (laughs) Now, you know, my thing is, is just to not like I said, is to not make it a big deal. I posted something real quick. I didn't have to post it. I didn't have to edit it all crazy. Um, you know, portrait mode does wonders already, so you don't really have to edit much once, once that's, uh, once you take a picture in portrait mode, it's pretty much good to go. So that wasn't too hard, and the thing is, like, if I can just keep that up, I'll be fine, um, as far as being visible. And then, you know, when I, once I finally have an announcement to make as far as my next book release or something... You know it's good to just it, that, That's the thing that makes social media Worthwhile is that you remain Visible in front of people Um So that you know they're familiar with you Because if you don't want to lose Their attention And so While I don't think I'm getting that much attention but The little bit that I do have I'm appreciative of So I want to be able to Keep it up on a small scale Not as big as I was thinking for. And so that should keep my, uh, keep my nerves at bay. (laughs) Um, but anyway, I did actually, I finished, uh, interview questions last night for this author that I'm interviewing tomorrow, uh, Victor Alexander, who is a gay trans man. And, um, it was a, an army vet and uh, because of you know some of the injuries that he sustained in the army, he had to go through a bit of a recovery process. So I want to be talking about that. I want to be talking about just like the amount of books. like there the are many different genres of books that he has. He does fantasy, he does romance and then within romance, he does male, male female, female, and male, female, and I think probably some, uh, I think he mentioned that he does, like, a trans, couple of trans characters in there or something, I don't know, I have to, but that's, that's something that I will ask him, and, uh, we'll see just how, um, extensive this is. Sorry, somebody decided to just jump in front of me. Um, so that's what that beep was. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, so, you know, I'm glad I got that done. That's out of the way. All we have to do is just worry about the interview itself. Um, Man, this guy is crazy. He did it again. I'm sorry. This guy driving is just swerving in front of people, trying to avoid, you know, people turning and stuff. And he doesn't care about anybody in the other lane. It's crazy. And he's still in the same position he would have been (laughs) had he just waited. Anyway you know enough crazy drivers um so yeah I've got that to do and then so I'm going to talk with him to gonna talk with the author tonight to kind of get Google Hangouts all set up and ready to go and then tomorrow we have the interview now aside from that I think I'm going to uh get back to work on the Octorati uh which is my Hangia prequel I want to finish that. I'm close to the end now. I'm like at the climax right now. And then once I get past this part, I can just wind it down real quick. And, uh, I'll probably just send this off to one of my friends just to see what they think, see whether it's worth even what I can do with it. You know, um, I think he's good for giving me some pointers and, uh, yeah, I think that's just going to be it. You know, this weekend is, uh, pride in Philadelphia. I was thinking about going to the event. Uh, My tennis group was looking for volunteers to go take tickets at the booth. And I thought about it really hard. And I'm just like, oh, do I really want to? No, I don't. (laughs) I really don't. Um, They said it's fun and I'm sure that it is. But I just, you know, I, I get really nervous when I have to start handling money and counting off the top of my head Now Given that it's only like A $10 entrance fee Or something So the counting shouldn't be all that hard But yeah I just don't want Any issues whatsoever I don't want anybody talking to me About looking at me stupid Because I counted their change wrong and Like I'm just not It's just not me You gotta know your strengths people <laughs> If that's not your strength Do not put yourself in that position if There's a Something will come up, you know, and, um, you know, you're going to end up looking stupid. And that's not what I'm about. Now, if we were at a table just taking signatures or something, then I would definitely volunteer. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely sign people up for email and stuff. But that's not what we're doing. So, I will not be volunteering. I don't even know if I'm going to be going to Pride. I have to see. I mean... If somebody wants to go with me, I'll go, but I'm not going to go by myself. I just I, you know, I, just don't feel I've been there enough. And like I said before, I'm not into the mass social uh, space thing. Um, I'm not so much afraid of crowds, but like if you've listened to the past couple of episodes, you know that I'm just better off in small controlled groups. Where on some level we are forced to talk with each other. Um, There's, you know, there's some kind of a uh, there's some kind of pressure to be nice to each other, and some kind of a pressure to talk with each other. Um, And when you're, when I'm in a situation like pride, like there's no guarantees that anybody really wants to talk to you. Every and and that's not really. It's not even a networking situation. Um, A lot of people are kind of there with their families, friends, significant others. It's not really a networking type of event where you just start talking to random people. I mean, you can if that's your personality, but that's not necessarily what, you know, that event is for. Um, So, yeah, if I'm not going with anybody, then I'm not going to go. But you know, if I don't, then I will still have a good weekend. I'll just have to figure out what it's going to look like. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, that's my little rant for the morning. I will catch you guys on the way back home from work. And um, thank you for listening. I will uh, talk to you soon. Peace what's up y'all on my way back home from work right now and um i posted a an article or a reaction to an article um earlier today that was about you know in order for writers to be successful do i need a publisher so i'm gonna get very writer ish right now (laughs) uh so, you know, if you're not a writer, this may not interest you, but I don't know. Maybe continue to listen. You might learn something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um anyway, like the guy was saying that, you know, in order to be a successful writer, you definitely need a publisher. And then he likened self-publishing success to uh winning the lottery. Like he's basically saying you're better off playing the lottery than going for success as a self-published author, um, or for big success as a self-published author, whatever big success means to him. But, um, you know, my, my, my feeling about that was that that was, that was wrong. I mean, he then went to, he went on to say that, uh, you know, you need to find a an agent and then you need to find you need to find an agent and you get from the agent to the publisher, which I know of, but um it's it, then he, you know, he used the term gatekeepers um on them. And that's exactly how I think of that whole process is that they are just the gatekeepers. And I feel like self-publishing is a way to bypass bypass the gatekeepers. Because I mean you think about it, Traditional publishing asks that you already have an author platform ready. They ask that you do all of the marketing. They don't want you to come in with a book that is unedited. You know, or they want you to have a publishable book from the time that they... From the time you get an agent. Like, you have to have... By the time you find an agent, like, like, forget about a publisher. But in order to even find an agent, you have to have a book that is edited to you know crazy high standards um you know it's not like you're gonna just there's somebody's gonna pick you up and they're just gonna work with you I mean that stuff only happens with people that they know are gonna sell books like celebrities or um something like that uh forgive that sound that was just my battery saying uh 15% 15% remaining, <laughs> so yeah, I'll probably make the rest of this pretty quick, but, you know, you basically do all the same things with traditional publishing that you do with self-publishing. Um, not That's not to say there aren't some advantages to, tr- to traditional publishing, because they do have some other, uh, I mean, like, once you get to the point of having a book deal and a publisher and you know, an editor and all that stuff. That's all nice and good, but and they do a little bit of marketing, but it's not. It's basically the same thing. Um, and then there's the whole hassle of writing query letters and trying to trying to do that to to attract an agent. And that's uh, that's a whole hassle. You could be looking for an agent for years. Meanwhile the people who are self publishing are, you know, on their second and third books already. You know, it's so now the thing comes into quality, are you know, but that but that's you know, that's that's a call that's a call for anybody. I mean like, you know, that that, that would be the only thing that would separate uh, traditional publishing from self publishing. Is the quality of the book And that's extremely important But the quality is not necessarily Better Just because it went through traditionally Published It really just means that um, I mean you know Because as a self-publisher You can make sure that everything is up to that uh, Industry standard uh, Before you Self-publish So it doesn't have to be an issue That way either Um, so I, you know, the whole, the whole thing about people going publishing, right? Like I don't speak about this much because I don't want to get people on, uh, on my back about this, but I just, I don't understand why people are still pursuing traditional publishing first if they're a new author uh, if they, I mean, you know, and like a brand new author with zero connections in the publishing industry, um, you know, an author who is, uh, who hasn't, you know, been published in a bunch of literary journals and stuff, um, an author from any kind of minority community, it's just, it's just that much harder to get past those gatekeepers. And so it's just hard for me to understand why people... And I, I mean, like, it's not hard for me to understand because I feel like a lot of people are going for the prestige of being a traditional, traditionally published author, of having, you know, the industry uh, leaders pick you and say, this is a book worthy of everyone's time. Um, now I don't ridicule anybody who's gone for that. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then, then go for it. But I just feel like the thing that makes most sense, at least for me, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I honestly, I don't know, I don't know how else, I don't know how else to say. It. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> the thing that makes most sense to me is just to go traditionally published and then what if you find some success i mean not traditionally self-publish go self-publish and then if you find success and you know a publisher wants to do a book deal with you for a separate series or something outside of you know or an agent picks you up and says hey why don't you do so and so and you want to go like a hybrid route where you're doing your self-publishing stuff on the side but still um but you're still tra- doing the traditional route on the other side, that would be something that I would, I would be okay with. But just to do it because of the prestige of having the industry insiders on your side is um, something that I learned was kind of foolish, Uh, And that's not to say that everybody going the traditional route is doing it for the prestige, but I just feel like there are a lot of people who were kind of in that boat that I was at one point. When I started, when I wrote this first book, I did the whole thing. I was looking, I was, I bought the writer's market book. I was looking up all the different agents who were looking for fantasy and uh, with, you know, diverse characters um and I was writing my query letter I was uh sending those things out made a chart and everything and it was just a hassle and then you get a whole whole bunch of form letters back saying no 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 Um, a form letter meaning that they don't even personalize the letter it's just a letter that's already written and they just copy and paste your name into it and uh Say thanks for trying, basically, um, and you know, and I know that that's I know that's the game. So I'm not really upset with that. But my thing is, why put yourself through that when you can go ahead and you know get your get your book published and move on um, and start growing your brand? That's where I come from, and even with. Uh, self-publishing. If you find that your book is not really up to snuff, you can go back and edit it and update it and all that stuff anyway. Um, and that may be something that I do with uh, Pangaea because there are some there are some things about it that I would like to have changed. Um, but you know, I just didn't have the money for. Uh, an editor, you know, um, I had, I, I had a, I had it edited by a professional editor who, you know, was industry recognized. Um, and that cost a lot of money and I was not able to do that again. So once I had it edited once, you know, that was kind of it. So I kind of had to roll with it. Um, so, you know, moving ahead in the future, if I, scrape scrape together enough money, or if I earn enough money from my subsequent books, um, maybe I'll go back and uh, see what else I can do to kind of tidy up my first book. But yeah, I mean, self-publishing, I feel like, is the answer for me. And, um, you know, there was another point that I was going to make, but it just kind of slipped my mind. But uh, if I can think about it, you will hear another segment from me. If not then I will let you go. All right. So I will see you guys later. That was my whole little rant there. And, um, thanks for listening. I will talk to you tomorrow.